This is a reading from the book uh, called Divine Intimacy. It's written by Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. He's a Carmelite. 
This is reading number 97, the title of which is The Virtues and the Gifts. It starts out, the presence of God. This is a prayer. Teach me, O Holy Spirit, how to remain in an attitude of continual attention to your inspirations and of perpetual dependence upon your impulses. This is the meditation. The first paragraph starts out by saying, St. Thomas teaches that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given us to help us... I'm sorry. St. Thomas teaches that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to us as a help to the virtues. Bunch of Latin. This is a very meaningful expression. Note that we receive the gifts to help the virtues, not to substitute for them. If the soul does its best in seriously applying itself to the practice of the virtues, the the Holy Spirit, by means of the gifts, will complete the soul's work. To make the gifts operative, then, personal activity and application are essential. The whole church tradition places them at the starting point. For if the soul is seeking God and its beloved is seeking it, how much more attracts the soul and causes it to run after him? Although the assiduous, I'm sorry, not assiduous, assiduous practice of the virtues will not suffice to bring the soul to God, the manifestation of goodwill implied by this practice is very necessary. The sailor who is anxious to reach the port does not lazily wait for the favorable wind to begin, but begins at once to row vigorously. Similar to the soul who seeks God while waiting for him to attract it does not abandon himself to indolence, that means laziness, on the contrary, it searches fervently on its own initiative, making efforts to overcome its faults, to be detached from creatures, to practice the virtues, and to apply itself to the interior recollection. The Holy Spirit perfects these efforts by activating his gifts. We see how erroneous is the attitude of certain souls who remain too passive in their spiritual life, failing to exert their own initiative to advance in holiness and to meet God. These souls are wasting their time, easily exposing themselves to deception. It is necessary to take up the task vigorously, especially at the beginning of the spiritual life. The spiritual life. Only by doing so, one can only hope to have the aid of the Holy Spirit. The second paragraph is, gradually at the onset of the spiritual life, the influence of the gifts, although never wanting, is rather hidden and rare. At this time, the soul's initiative, the active exercise of the virtues in prayer, must naturally predominate. But as the spiritual life develops, according to the measure of charity, the influence of the gifts increases too. If the soul is faithful, this influence gradually becomes stronger and more frequent until the soul's 
initiative is eclipsed by it. Thus, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, the soul attains sanctity. From the foregoing, it is readily to be seen why the very beginning we must acquire the habit of being both active and passive in our journey toward God, making efforts, yes, but at the same time trying to be attentive and obedient to the whisperings of the Holy Spirit. In, in fact, if there are some souls who are too passive, there are others who err on the active side, making everything consist in their plans for spiritual reform and in their good resolutions and spiritual exercises, as if, this, as if sanctity depended solely on their own industry. They depend too much on their own strength, too little on the help of God. Such souls run the risk of misunderstanding the inspirations of the Holy Spirit and of stifling His impulses and consequently of getting tired without reaching the goal. Tractability, docility, and surrender are needed. Tractability is a fancy word for... um. Um, obedience. Their wills must become more docile that they may carry them out. They need the spirit of surrender in order to let themselves be led by the paths which are obscure, unknown, and contrary to their own liking. No one can be his own teacher of sanctity. There is only one teacher, the Holy Spirit. To remain in his school is to be wholly dependent upon him and implies a twofold task, the active striving to correct our faults and to acquire virtues and interior attentiveness to his inspirations. Therein lies the true purpose of the gifts. The Lord waketh my ear and I hear him as a master, says Isaiah. The Lord has opened my ears, and I do not resist. I have not gone back. That's uh, chapter 50 of Isaiah, uh, verses 4 through 5. This should be the interior attitude of a soul who wishes to let itself be guided by the Holy Spirit. The colloquy or the prayer for this uh, reading is, O Holy Spirit, God of love, Bond of love of the blessed Trinity, you remain with the children of men, and you fight the light, and you find delight in them, in that holy chastity which, under the influence of your power and attraction, flourishes on earth like a rose among thorns. Holy Spirit, love, show me the way that leads to this delightful goal, the path of life that ends in the field made fertile by your divine dew where the hearts burning with thirst may find refreshment. O love, you alone know that this road which leads to life and truth in you is consummated to the wonderful union of the three divine persons of the Holy Trinity. The most precious gifts are diffused in us by you. O Holy Spirit, from you comes the fertile seeds which produce the fruits of life. From you flows the sweet honey of the delights which are found only in God. Through you descend upon us fertilizing waters of the divine blessing and the precious gifts of the Spirit. O Holy Spirit, you are the font for which I sigh, the desire of my heart, the overflowing ocean. Absorb this little 
little drop, what wishes to leave itself and enter you. You are only the real you are only the real substance of my heart, and I cling to you with all my might. Oh, what wonderful union! Truly, this intimacy with you is more precious than life itself. Your perfume is a balm of appropriation and of peace. Whole, oh, Holy Spirit of love, you are the most sweet kiss of the Blessed Trinity, uniting the Father and Son. You are the blessed kiss which royal divinity gave to humanity by means of the Son and of God. O oh, sweet embrace, clasp me a poor little speck of dust. Hold me tight in your embrace that I may completely be united with God. Let me experience what delights are in you, O oh, living God. O oh, sweet love, let me embrace you and unite myself to you, O oh, God of love. You are my dearest possession, and I hope for nothing, want and desire nothing in heaven on earth but you. And this prayer was from St. Gertrude the Great, the uh, Middle Ages uh, nun, who um, also uh, was one of God's favorite saints. Just a quick note. Um... I'd actually had this marked out um, in my book. And I was going to do that reading a little while back. I mean, it had to be at least two or three months ago. And I got sidetracked. And tonight I felt the uh, promptings to to do that particular reading um and just so you guys know i marked it out i was going to use it because i found it so incredibly on the nose at least when it comes to me and i'm hoping and praying that you get some edification out of it i really do so um, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for your time and your patience. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Yeah.